0: Welcome to episode 49 of The Process, You Are Enough.
1: to live my life, I had to learn my lessons. I had to keep that smile, but deep inside I'm stressing. I was trying to keep my spirits from that deep depression. It's time to tighten up. I put my pride down and pick that Bible up.
0: Welcome to episode 49 of the Process Podcast. I am Quavon Taylor. And I am a Monte Martin. Today we have Jonathan Carey on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. It's a privilege and, uh, honestly blessed and grateful to be on this wonderful podcast hey thank you for joining us could you tell the listeners where you're from uh yeah
1: detroit michigan the one and the only motor city oh, shout out to my city man
0: uh we're doing big things out here man detroit uh the home uh, shout out to uh marquise taylor uh detroit worldwide podcast so uh as i asked him what was it like growing up in the 313 um Growing up in Detroit, uh, so uh, I was born, originally born in Detroit, uh, my family uh, moved around a bit
1: um, from Minnesota, you know, my dad had a factory job, so wherever the company moved, he moved, so I lived in Minnesota for a little bit, um, came back to Michigan like around the age, uh, eight or nine, um, lived out in the suburbs for a bit, and then uh, went back to Detroit in seventh grade, um, all the way to me graduating high school, but living in Detroit is, is a really a different experience, it really, uh, <laughs> I would say it's not for the weak. I would say it tests you um, mentally, physically, spiritually. But, you know, if you can make it out of Detroit, you can make it out of anywhere, honestly. So um, Detroit made me and uh, everything that I am, um, you know, through the grace of God. And uh, my environment is, um, you know, I give it back to my city to come to Detroit. But um, coming up, uh, I live with my mom my dad, married and everything. Um, it was wonderful. It was fine going, on, going around about my junior high school. Is when they uh, finally decided to uh, separate, but um, it's, it's still healthy, really, really healthy relationship. I still have a very strong relationship with my dad and my mom, and uh, you know, it, you can't really tell that you know they haven't they haven't been together um, technically um, because they were friends before anything. So you know that bond, that friendship, that foundation has always still been there, um, despite their status uh, their status when it comes to marriage. So um, you know. They, they, they've been good. They're, they're
0: wonderful. I've learned a lot from them, um, my dad and my mom, especially. But uh, yeah, I, they're good. I would say they're good. What um, I wanted to ask you, you know, how was it growing up with that dynamic of having two parents that were separated? Did it affect you and your sister Eddie, or was it kind of, you know, a smooth transition?
1: I would say um, it affected me um, a bit, seeing and having conversations with individuals who um, would sit there and say I was blessed, and I was also um, grateful to have both parents in the home, in the household, you know, especially as a black male, um, it's not apparent that a lot of us are unfortunate um, to have, or, or, or I would say aren't fortunate enough to have our fathers in the household and to have that strong relationship, so to have my dad in, in, in the household, and have instant access to him. Um, was everything to me growing up so when they finally did split it did um take a take a toll on me for a minute um getting out of my junior year of high school and transition to my senior year but you know with open communication within my family and um uh, addressing issues things that were affecting me and affecting them the transition eventually uh, was smooth and uh, you know the transparency between parents and a child is so uh, vital when life-changing things like that happen to them, to their scenery, their everyday normal. So, uh, yeah, it was it was it was rough at it was rough at first, but once we all really sat at the table and really addressed the, the issue or the change, everything started um, to transition more smoothly
0: as we move forward, or well, as they move forward, I would say. Well, that's awesome being open and transparent not only between. Know, the parents but also the children so everybody's on one accord uh, exactly. that is that's a that's a blessing uh, exactly. i want to ask you about you know your educational career um once you graduated high school uh where did you go off to college and, and why
1: man uh that's that's a loaded question that is um, um i originally went off to Concordia university it's about literally 30 minutes outside of the uh, university of michigan ann arbor and um i went there for one semester. I went there on the um, grounds of football. Football drove my life. Football was everywhere. And uh, I didn't be myself past being a football player, as you can say. So um, um, after that first semester, I ended up uh, dropping out. Um, my mom had developed breast cancer. And uh, with me being at a predominantly white institution, It wasn't, um, they weren't so fond of African-Americans. And the only African-Americans that were on campus were were the ones that were athletes. So I can kind of give you a visualization of the interactions I had with my my Caucasian counterparts, my Caucasian peers, I would say. So uh, with me sitting out a whole year um, and really discovering myself and and really understanding why I really needed a, a higher education and what was the I would say the importance of having it as a black man, as a human being, as someone in America. I went back to school that following year at Central State University, um, my wonderful, wonderful uh, historical black college, my wonderful HBCU. And um, I have been flourishing since I stepped foot on that campus, educationally, um, education-wise and um, you know, professionally and uh, personally as well.
0: Uh, I played football, Quay played football. What was it like? Do you still play football? So um, I actually, so when I went back
1: to Central, my main my main purpose was to play football, and I actually did. I played football that first semester, and uh, it was it was <laughs> we went one and nine. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> one and nine. Uh, we went one and nine. But um, I discovered who I was and saying that. Um, not trying to downplay any football player, any athlete, but I wanted to be more than someone who can catch a ball, who can, you know, uh, tackle someone. I wanted to be more, and I knew I could be more. I knew I had more to possess. I knew I had more to offer and more to give um, to this world. So I eventually stopped playing football and really wanted to discover what I was good at, what my niche was as an individual. But uh, I still have that itch though. I still get out there, I still get out with my cousins. I'll train a couple of athletes here and there, near my local high school, or you know, within my own network and everything. So. Um, you know, I may come out there and get my cleats you know
0: put my cleats <laughs> well, but how was it you know stepping away from the game and and you know going after that more you know what I'm saying because at the time you probably didn't know what that was but you know what was it like going after more and what? how does it feel now being away from the game
1: it was scary at first um, you know nobody knows what's going to happen the next day honestly and um, I really had to blame on God um, I, I end up giving my life to god january oh my bad february 2016 february 6 i'll never forget that day you know it was funny because um it was literally right after um i had just dropped out of Concordia university and i thought i was going to a a football camp for d1 and d2 prospects but i ended up going to a christian athletes camp so you know uh i feel like that was god's way of guiding me into the direction i'm in now And, um, you know, the organization is called Athletes in Action. They're based out in Ohio. And um, going back a little bit, uh, you know, know, addressing the question that you just asked, uh, the transition was very, uh, it it was scary. Like I said, I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't know how to identify myself. I would have multiple conversations with my friends and say, you know, what's life after football? And, you know, the crazy thing is um, a lot of us, a lot of us men a lot of us african-american men who see a way out through sports we ask ourselves that question once i would say reality kind of sets in you know when we don't get the the offers that we're looking for we're not the top high-ranked prospects you know we have to address that question who am i without football who am i without a, a basketball who am i without this specific sport how do i identify myself where do i fit in my network where do i fit in society so um You know, I always was good in school. I was always, I always had education behind me. I always had creative ideas, innovation behind me. So I, I knew I was capable of doing whatever I wanted to do. I just didn't know that I had to take one step at a time every single day to manifest and to be in the position that I am in today.
0: You know, age isn't nothing but a number. <laughs> but coming from such a young man, you know what I'm saying? That's powerful because a lot of the individuals that we have on the podcast, like myself and Quay, you know, we have, we've we let football go, we graduated college, we have children, we have wives, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah, our experiences yeah, yeah. are a little bit different, but to be so mature uh, at your age is awesome, man. It's a blessing, it's powerful. Um, where has that led you so far? So what are you doing on campus? I think you're actually the first college student on the podcast. So I'm grateful,
1: I, I thank you for the privilege. I do, do thank you.
0: It's awesome, awesome. So, but I want to ask, you know, what are you doing on campus now? What is your major, and uh, what are you involved right. in? So, um, so after I uh, got done um, doing football, um, I really
1: looked into myself to see what I what I really wanted to do, and uh, I really started by tapping into my purpose, in which you know. Uh, you know, my purpose, everybody has different purposes. Everybody has uh, different journeys and things of that nature. But my purpose was, of course, giving back. But, but giving back in my own, um, in my own light, in my own way. So I ended up developing a company. Uh, it was first a student organization, ran organization on Central State campus called Fitness Fanatics. And at first, um, with me being on campus, I noticed the fitness community wasn't really as um, active, I would say, um, on campus, you know, people just go to the gym and, and, and treat the, the gym culture as this it was just a playground, you know, just a place to just come and hang out. I'm like this is inappropriate. Um, with me having a, a fitness background, me working at LA Fitness um, during my duration of sitting out at school, um, I had a very serious uh, outlook on fitness and, um, and fitness culture, health and wellness culture. So um, I established my first uh, fitness organization going into my sophomore year. Um, and it was actually the first fitness organization to be established on, historic, on uh, Central States campus. But also uh, with me creating a team and, 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 and really having a, uh, I would say a vision, an end vision for our, our, our organization, we eventually became the organization of the year. Um, top collaborations, uh, top innovation pioneer. And that following second semester, we actually got funded by our Student Engagement and Conduct Department, which um, was actually made us the first fitness organization to be funded by Historically Black College through the um, Student Engagement and Conduct Department um, in America. So, you know, it was really big milestones that we uh, achieved and um, the main purpose and the main, uh, you, you know, mission we really had was to educate people on holistic health. And as it grew, it, it was first just, you know, training people, but now we are focusing on um, teaching people how to, um, I would say, be healthy in spaces where it, it comes spiritually, where, where health is just not a physical thing, but it's also a mental thing as well. So with me gaining leadership and gaining, uh, I would say insight in the business world, um, it catapulted me into the direction I am where I am now. So that following year I ran for Mr. Central State University I ran for Mr. Student Government Association in that position as well uh, and now currently I just became the new Mr. College of Business as well so um, opening that door and taking a leap on a leap of faith in, and something i would have to for Mike Todd from Transformation Church um, having crazy faith in, um, was really something uh, that I took and something I really bet on and you know I always bet on myself before I Anything else? So, um, having that open-mindedness and having crazy faith and and support from my my friends, my family. I mean, this isn't just an organization which is focused solely focused on fitness, but it was something in which we gave back to schools, we, we read to kids, um, in hospitals, we, we we visited, um, high school and and ran programs in middle schools through Detroit public schools and OHS, Ohio public schools as well. So. We did a lot and we were just, we were just giving back. You know, we weren't doing it for clout, we weren't doing it for fame, but it was something that we felt as if it was a calling and a purpose for us, and especially my purpose. So, you know, those are a couple of things that I, I really ventured into after, um, you know, my career with football and everything. Do you believe in being called by a higher power? If yes, describe described the feeling also associated with the calling. Do I believe to be called by a higher power? Yes, yes I do. So, um, crazy, (laughs) I just had a friend, I just had a conversation with a really good friend of mine the other day. And, uh, you know, we have multiple conversations. uh, And the thing was, what we were talking about specifically was being the brightest star um, in your universe. I've read multiple books um, from, you know, You Are a Badass, to The the Secret, to, um, you know, The the Minute Millionaire. And um, they all speak of, Manifesting and putting things out into the universe, and I know it can get a little twisted. I know it can get a little um, blurry between the lines when you want to sit there and and consider uh, a, uh, uh, putting out things into the universe, and also um, religion when it comes to praising God. But um, the way I perceive like my perception of life is they work intertwined for me specifically. So understanding that I can manifest my future and I can. Um, be being tuned with the frequencies that the universe is showing me, also God as well. Um, it helps me guide, uh, it helps me, uh, I would say, uh, dang it, Again, getting my words. <laughs> it's like a compass for me, you know? Um, it, it helps me decide whether to go right or left, or left or right. So whenever I get that feeling, whenever I, I get that little, I hear that little voice in my head to say, do this, or, do that, or, do that, or do this, um, you know, I send it out into the universe and say, hey, I wanna see this, hey, I wanna see this. I speak in positive affirmations hey I am this I am great I am I am a leader I, I am a lifestyle coach I am Uh, I am positive I am this I am that and, and reassuring having multiple conversations with God on top of that um, I believe that is more so uh, the calling of my higher power is what the universe and also God has been showing me uh, throughout my life so Jonathan what do you feel is the hardest part about being a, a, a student leader and entrepreneur. I would honestly say um the politics at times, um being a student leader, you know, everybody wants their own um initiative or agenda to be um seen and um I would say implemented through the culture of uh that institution or university, but being a student leader and an entrepreneur can weigh heavy sometimes. Like I said, the politics can be more so uh, he's doing this uh, to promote his business or he's doing this to gain clout or popularity. But um, I, I would really say just finding the time to organize and to um, making sure you separate the two, you know, not making, you know, making sure that you're not just doing this for yourself, but you're also doing this for others as well and making sure that you give back one thing i've really noticed and read on and paid attention to is giving back as you give you shall receive um i i I do this by giving um tithe every time i get paid i do these finding five people um, to at least praise and give positivity to every day. Um, One of my platforms that I use to spread positivity and positive affirmations is um, Holistic Foods. It's something that I use um, on Instagram. And also I take uh, pictures of daily affirmations um, uh, and daily devotions uh, and send them out on Snapchat and um, Instagram every single morning. So with me understanding the laws of giving back um, that's something that I really uh, have really honed into and attempting and I believe I'm, I'm on a good road of mastering as just not as a student leader, but as a leader in life.
0: That's powerful. So uh, along your journey, you know, what do you, what's next for you? You know, once you graduate, uh, what's next? What What do you see yourself doing? Uh, and what advice would you give to someone, you know, preparing to go to college right now? You know, we have COVID-19, so we don't have as many graduation ceremonies, but we have a lot of young people uh, coming behind you, you know, uh, to fill your shoes. So what advice would you give to those young individuals? Um, so to address the first part, um, what's
1: next for me, uh, you know, I, 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 hate to, I hate to be vague, but well, you know, whatever God really has for me, <laughs> you know, um, I kind of have to, You know, referencing back to Mike Todd, I kind of had to rip my list. You know, I had a a vision. I had a path that I wanted to go down that I had for, I had expected for myself. I had expectations for myself. And, um, you know, God God is really funny. He is really funny. And he will give you what you deserve at that specific time. And what you pray for will uh, manifest itself in front of you, whether you're ready or not. So whatever he has prepared for me, um you know I, I'm, I'm taking full full-fledged you know i'm running with it right now i have an internship with Kellogg's right now and that has been the best um, experience despite being um, virtual you know they sent us laptops uh, you know we have frequent one-on-ones with people who are a part of their executive board i mean it, the experience has been awesome so um you know really right now um after graduation i'm looking to pursue to work for Kellogg's and also to go back to school to obtain my MBA um, in marketing so I can go on and, and pursue a, a position in international um, business um, through Kellogg's or whatever um, position or uh, firm or company um, blesses me with uh, opportunity. But my advice for, um, for individuals coming up under me, I mean, well, coming after me, um, I will honestly say keep moving forward. You know, Rome wasn't built in one day. Neither was the Great, the Great Wall of China. Um, neither was Michael. You know, Michael Jordan. Uh, I just got done watching The Last Dance a couple of hours ago. <laughs> but um, you know, all the greats—they they, they understood—and all the great uh, monuments and, and projects. Everyone understood that we have to take a step every single day. You have to move forward. One of my favorite quotes is, "You can only go forward because going backwards is not an option, and standing still is not good enough." You have to understand where you were before and where you're trying to get to. Long I used to have long nights sitting at um, LA Fitness. You know, I used to work from from 12 a.m. all the way to five. I used to work from my Excuse me. I used to work from 8 p.m. all the way to midnight. close the gym at one. I used to sleep in the gym, wake the gym, and, and open the gym at 5 a.m. to get right back off at 10 a.m. You know, then I would go to community, uh, I would go to my community college classes, then come back to the gym, work out, then go work my two to three other jobs. And whenever I get tired, whenever I feel like, you know, I, I just can't keep going no more, I think about those times where I had to sit there and, and grind. I had to sit there and keep myself going. I had to sit there and watch my friends Um. Um. Go through great and wonderful opportunities, um, being wonderful organizations, and that put a fire under me to say, you know what, when I'm when I'm in this opportunity, I'm going to take it and I'm going to take a bottle of horns and, and run full speed. I also, want, I also want the youth and I also want people who are coming up to understand that we've all been in different positions, we've all been in different places, but the difference between people who are being successful and, and the difference between other people who aren't as successful is consistency and belief. You have to get up every single day and I ask my mentees and I ask them, I ask my friends too, what is your why? What gets you up every day? What makes you get up out that bed? What makes you go it? What makes you, you know, set up this podcast? What makes you send out those emails? What makes you go to your nine to five? What makes you get up? And when you hit that wall, and we all are gonna hit that, there are times when we hit walls and we think we cannot climb over it or, or walk across it or or buzz through, what are you gonna lean on? What is your belief system? What is gonna be that thing to say, you know what? I see what's being I see what's being thrown at me. I'm going to keep going forward because I know that this is not my end. I know this is just a obstacle. I know this is not the end. I know because I am the author of my book and this is not how that book ends. This is just merely a chapter. So my advice for those who are coming after me, I tell them and I advise them to keep going forward. You will have trials and tribulations. You sure will. That's an inevitable life, but you gotta keep going forward. What is some What is some advice you would give to your younger self? <sighs> Man, y'all, <laughs> I love these questions. Um, some advice I would give to my younger self is honestly, um, you are enough, and you you are loved, and that you don't need anyone to love you. But self love is the best love to practice and to obtain that's what i would tell my younger self: to just love yourself it's okay that's what i would say so our podcast is titled the process podcast what does trust in the process mean to you i would say trust in the process it would means it means that some days are going to be low some days are going to be high but you have to appreciate the lows and the highs because not everybody um not everybody is appreciative or not everybody has a process i would say um, you know, every day is not going to be a win You know, we, we are going to encounter um, As you say, quote unquote L's But, um, you know, every day is a learning opportunity To be better for the next day And to be better for the next year So um, trust in the process You just got to understand You know, it's a wave It's a roller coaster But you got to keep going To get to that final, uh, that final result That final product And to get to that end goal Hey man,
0: I, I want to ask you you know, being a student leader on campus and being so involved in your organization, you know, what advice could you give to a freshman or someone incoming? You know, how do you manage being so involved and so present on campus, but also maintaining, you know, the scholar, the academic side? Um, I would say prioritize.
1: Understand what's important to you. Uh, especially, uh, I, I hate this phrase. I, I mean, I'm not even going to use it. Um, in certain areas, we have herd mentalities. Um, if, if people don't know what herd mentality is, it's going with the flow or the opinion of um, the masses, or you know the, the favorite group. And as a freshman coming in, you can kind of get caught up in that, um, seeing what everybody else is doing, you know, following their opinions, and you know, not really having an opinion or a mind of your own. So I would tell freshmen to uh, prioritize what you believe is good for you and not what everybody else is doing. You know, I was really a partier. I would really say after my freshman year, I've actually, you know, with me just being become, uh, just me being a graduating senior, I feel old, <laughs> I feel really old. You know, I stopped partying after my, yeah, after my freshman year, going to my sophomore year, I already stopped partying for real. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my peers, they were still out doing this, you know, they were still out doing that while I was at home, trying to figure out financial statements and trying to, you know, obtain my LLC and things of that nature. So, um, you really gotta understand what is, the calling for you, as, as a freshman, and prioritize life. You know, my dad used to tell me, um, you know, party party always gonna be there. You know, you know, I don't, I don't just want to focus on party. I'm just using that as a as an example. But um, you know, you know, partying and distractions always gonna be there. You know, whether you fail or whether you succeed, it's always gonna be there. But life is gonna continue, and, and um, I would hate, and I do hate to see opportunities squandered away. Because of the moment, because of the seriousness, the seriousness I wasn't taking um, during the time of opportunity and the time of and the time when seriousness was called for, you know. So I, I would tell freshmen to really understand what they want to do, and how they want their lives to be um, manifested, and um, you know, represented um, through themselves and through their actions as well.
0: Hey, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And just being you know so mature in your faith um in your walk with god and you know just identifying your purpose so young man it, it's so it's so awesome to see i want to ask you you know do you have any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners
1: lasting words i would say is on um, romans 12 uh, chapter 2. do not conform to the normalities um, of your environment but to you know uphold the standard of god um, The the day and age that we're around right now is um, very negative Um, from social media to um, the people who are uh, over. I wouldn't say overreacting, but reacting to the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, it's really showing people's ugly sides, black and white, um, blue and blue and green, all of that. So it's it's best to keep positive um, in, in leading people around you to keep yourself up, to keep your spirits up, to keep your, keep your energy up, to not to conform to, um, the, 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 I would say the disgusting nature that people are exemplifying and exuding for whatever reasons they may be doing this. So to always be you, to walk in your purpose and to understand that we are all humans at the end of the day and we all deserve the same respect and love um, for one another.
0: Awesome. Where could the uh, listeners find you to connect with you uh, via Twitter, Instagram and things like
1: that? Yes. Yes. So um, for all my entrepreneurs uh, or just anybody, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jonathan Carey, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-A-R-E-Y. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at A-Spidey, A-Y-E-S-P-I-D-E-Y. And you will also find my um, fitness fanatics and my holistic um, health platform, on my um, main social media pages as well especially on instagram it's right in my page so you know that's where you guys can find me this episode was brought to you by overcome achieve clothing allow what you have
0: overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge wear your truth overcome Channing, trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the
1: process. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. Right? You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the
0: industry but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through, and not to only
1: broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.